Hi, this is Andel Banks, your host of Wish Upon a Star. Wish Upon a Star is an exciting program that showcases participants in the diversified arts arena with discussions of the challenges and some advice in making it individual, musical, literary, painting, and performing arts. As a unique part of this show, we will interview professional guests, experts in the fields of songwriting, entertainment law, copywriting, publishing, recording, promoters, and other topics of great importance, all relative to these highly competitive industries. Today, our synopsis is, when we speak of written language, what most comes to mind are novels, novelettes, newspaper, magazines, and then poetry. Some scholars believe that the art of poetry may predate literacy. The oldest surviving epic poem known to date is the Epic of Gilgamesh, which comes from the third millennium in summer, now called Iraq, and was written in cuneiform as script on clay tablets. An example of Egyptian epic poetry is the story of Sinu, dated around 1800 B.C.E. Other ancient epic poetry includes the Greek epics, Iliad, and Odyssey. Most of these ancient epic poetry appears to have been composed in poetic form as an aid to memorization and oral transmission in prehistoric and ancient societies. The efforts of ancient thinkers to determine what makes poetry distinctive as a form and basically what distinguishes good poetry from bad. This resulted in the term poetics, which is the study of the aesthetics of poetry. History has documented that the early 21st century poetic tradition appears to strongly orient itself to earlier precursor poetic traditions, such as was initiated by Whitman, Emerson, and Wordsworth. Emerson had debated and maintained that poetry and its structure were either form or fact. But since then, this thinking has been challenged on several levels, maintaining the future generation of poets who stand together are now mature and ready to write the major American verse of the 21st century, and we may yet to see the great shadows of embellishment in poetry, to see the anxiety of demand of current environments, which is to incorporate political prose, rap, poetic form, and current environments from other cultures, from the past. All of these confounding attempts at definition and classification of what is poetry. Our guest today, ladies and gentlemen, has taken on this challenge in her passion of writing poetry and publication of other writings. She is Bobby Johnson, poet and published author. We are greatly pleased to welcome to the show Mrs. Johnson, poet and published author. Welcome to the show. I thank you for that gracious introduction, and I'm hoping that you can hear me well as well. And thank you for inviting me to your show, Ms. Banks. All right, well, I'll read your biography. Your biography says, Mrs. Barbara Johnson received her formal education at Elizabeth City State University, majoring in early childhood education and minored in art education. 
Ms. Johnson has been teaching in the school system for over 15 years. She served in the Army for five years, where she qualified as expert with the M-16 and hand grenade. While completing a tour of duty overseas in Augsburg, Germany, she learned to speak the language. Mrs. Johnson returned to the States to finish out her duty in Fort Lee, Virginia, and was honorably discharged with the rank of sergeant. Back in the States, she was a highly requested soloist singer throughout North Carolina. Ms. Johnson was called into the ministry in 1992, where she entered Abbotsburg School of Theology and received her license as an evangelist. She has since been pastored at Pentecost House of Prayer in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Mr. Johnson has always also authored several books, namely From Trial to Affliction, Inspirational Guidance 1 and 2, and has co-authored Born to Die with Pastor Sharon Smith. Bobby Johnson is also in the process of completing two children's books. Mrs. Johnson resides in Baltimore, Maryland. Now, Bobby, I will begin to even go through all of the wonderful things that you have done, which are very commendable. I want to let you begin by telling our audience the passion that got you started in writing. Well, Ms. Banks, um, before I got into writing, I was really doing um, skits and plays for churches, uh, and that's where my passion grew from, it stemmed from, was doing that. And then along came the book, From Trials to Affliction, that um, kicked off into its own episode of a different avenue for me to travel. That was a different assignment for me. So, But I, I liked it. I thought it was going to be a, um audacious task, but it wasn't. It was something that I grew to love and like. I like it. I really do. And um, as I said, I was doing plays and skits. Uh, to Just to name a few, it was When God Calls You, Answering the Call, and Death Can't Keep Me Down, and another one stemmed from uh, an actual situation that happened, A Second Chance. And that's how I got oh. started with um, in writing itself. That was my inspiration, actually. Like, real-life chances, real-life experiences that happen. And it, the passion is just there to, wow, when God moves you, wow, and moves upon you, you have to write it. You have to put it down. You have to do something. I Well, I have to speak that for me. I had to do something. I couldn't let it pass. You know, just like as Jeremiah said, it was like fire shut up in my bones. That's mm-hmm. what it was like. It's like when it's there, when God puts it there, it's like fire. It's shut up, and, you, and it has to come out. So that's, and that's the way to start, because you're starting from the heart, you know. You're right. not going and reading somebody else's works. You're starting from something that you experience. I know, and we all know to be successful in any one of our crafts. I'm an artist. It requires commitment and dedication. How long have you been a writer and an author? As far as um, the length of time, as I said before, I started with skits and plays in the church. And then I got off into poetry as well, um, which um, I would say it's been about 15 years, 15 years or more, but I'll just say 15 years. And I never considered myself a writer because I was just doing it, you know, for the fun of it for the love of it, just for the pleasure of it. And um, when I did consider myself to be an author, it was when I got that first book published, From Trials to Affliction. And then I I said, oh, wow, it hit me that you're an author. You're published. You're out there. I mean, people are buying your book. People are calling for your book. I said, okay, okay. But it didn't go to my head. I said, it was just something I like doing. I enjoyed putting the book out there, getting it out there. Labor of love, yes. Definitely a labor of love. Poetry can be a challenging endeavor, and I'm sure a lot of my audience will agree with that, because we've got to go beyond roses of red, violets of blue, you know. (laughs) 
So what or who introduced you to this art genre? Um, well, back then I would have to say, you know, starting, uh, my inspiration arose from certain situations that presented themselves. As I said with the situation about a second chance, it was a real-life situation. And the oh. young man was given a second chance because it was a literal true story. His car was total, and he only walked away with a few cuts and bruises. Just a few. If you would have looked at the car, seen the car, you would have thought there's no way he came out of that car because, I mean, it was smashed, crushed. And you wouldn't think anyone would come out of that. But he did. He survived with just cuts and scrapes. That's it. No broken bones, just cuts and scrapes, bruises. That was it. But, um, and I have to wow. say, for the book, From Trials to Afflictions, my, I would have to say God inspired my sister, my big sister, let me say that, um, to continue to push me forward to get the book from child to affliction done because I thought, no, who's going to want to read this? Come on. It was just about the things I went through, but it was how God brought me out of them, and it had to open my eyes to myself about what was in me that God needed to clean up out of my life because I thought I was okay, but I wasn't. I had to get to a point where God could use me, but it was my sister that did the pressing from the start of that book to the finish of that book. So I would have to give her credit for that, for inspiring me to go forward. Excellent. Well, that's a good good endeavor, too, for the simple reason that they say we all have a book. Now, even if she had written it, she probably wouldn't have written it from the aspect that you would have. So you had to do it yourself. You definitely had right. to do it yourself, and that's Absolutely. great because we all, and I've been trying to get people to realize that, especially if you're over, what, 20, even though some young people yeah. say, well, I'm going to write my biography, and they're 19 years old. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but that's what we have to do, and you, you did that. So now I hope you feel like you really have accomplished what you really set out to do. Right, um, I do. Good. Okay, when you begin to write, Bobby, what is usually your starting point, the title or the story? Well, you know, Ms. Bates, it's, it's actually, it's how God leads. It's, um, there are times that I get a story that just pours into my head, and I, me, I have papers right. and pens all over the house. So when it hits, bam, there's a piece of paper that I have to put my hand on and just start writing because it's, it's like a, you know how you download stuff into the computer? Mm-hmm. You, you, you can't turn it off until it's done. <laughs> right. When I, I, I have to keep writing until it's, until it's done. So there are times I get the story first, and then later God will just give me a title. And there are times I get the title first, which I have a couple of titles that I'm working on now, and the story comes later. So either way, however he chooses to do it, Ms. Banks, I, God, you just have your way. That That's it. I'm just yielded. You're absolutely correct, because when I do my schedule for my art projects, mm-hmm. I think of a, a situation, and, and one of them is when I see a little boy walking down the street with his father, and he may have on one of his father's shoes, and I did a painting about that. So it, it's a combination, too. If you see mm-hmm. something, you say, mm, that's a good painting when so far as an artist, and then I'll write the, the actual title of it. Um, next is visions. You know, when I see men that have to go to prison, I always think about, so that's what I call the vision. What are the visions that he had that happened in his life that now, you know, he probably can't do them because of the incarcerations? Wow. Poets and writers are very diversified, as you well know, in their expressions today. Who are some of your favorite authors? Well, I would have to say some of my favorite authors are um, Kenneth Hagen and his son, Kenneth Hagen Jr. Okay, well, let's, let's say they, 
let's say these slowly so that our audience can probably take note like I'm doing. <laughs> Kenneth, it's Kenneth, Kenneth Hagen, H-A-G-I-N, okay. and his son, Kenneth Hagen Jr. Oh, okay. Yes, I have volumes of their books, volumes, and I read them over and over. Um, if you don't mind, I'd like to name a few of them, and it's like How to Turn Your Faith Loose. I, mm, I may have read that a dozen times. And Praying to Get Results and how to know God's will for your life. Oh, okay. I'm mm-hmm. writing that down, how to turn mm-hmm. your faith. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, that's your yeah. most favorite one that you read, because I, I do that, too. I'll pick an author mm-hmm. that I like and read so many things from that particular author. So are there any others, or that's the one that you oh. think oh, gives yeah. you the most inspiration? Yeah. I, I love them. I love them both. And I have actually uh, met Kenneth Hagen himself. And um, okay. the man is he's, he's powerful. He is powerful. I'm serious. Um, Rick Renner is another one, Dressed to Kill. <laughs> okay. I, I like that title, Dressed to Kill, when it mm-hmm. talks about putting on the whole armor of God. And you are ready you can go into battle, and you know that your armor is fixed and set, that, you know, you're not missing anything, that, bam, when the enemy comes, you're ready to do battle. Not getting ready. Not, wait a minute, let me get my, my boot. Hold up, let me get my exactly. helmet. No, you are right. ready. Dressed to kill, and that means kill the enemy, not one another. <laughs> yeah, right, because there is a movie out called Dressed to Kill, <laughs> a British movie. <laughs> Old movie, but anyway. Um, now, Rainer, how do you spell that? Rick Renner. Um, oh, R A C K. Rick Renner. R E N N E R. Oh, Renner. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Dress to kill. Right. Dress as to as, kill. as we have stated, uh, and you stated in your um, bio, poetry and prose touch many areas of society and cultures in their themes. Is there any particular genre or theme you prefer to compose under? Well, I would have to say for the most part, um, I do true-to-life, true-to-life stories that in okay. a situation that has actually happened. Maybe a little bit, something may have changed in between it, but uh, like the name. But I, okay. for the most part, I do true-to-life stories. And um, and right now I'm working on something, uh, the, a fiction, a novel. So I'm dabbling my hand into that to see, you know, how it goes out. See, oh yeah. Oh, that sounds interesting. True to life story. So you would make a suggestion of that. That if you're beginning to write either poetry or even writing a book, and do you believe in that theory that you should first if you're starting out, to write something that you're familiar with, which is a life experience. That's what the theory oh. says in writing. Would you agree with that? Well, as for myself, uh, I would say yes. Because um, as, as I said before, I started with plays and skits, and that was just some things in the church. And then, you know, with the Word of God, just putting it out because I knew the Word of God. So that was a field or avenue that I already was familiar with. So I started right there, as you said. But yes, something that you are familiar with. Because if you're dabbling into the unknown, and until you research it, look it out, and look it up, search it out, then you won't know until you do all of that. Okay, research. Okay, good. Yeah. What we're going to do now, Bobby, we're going to take a break, and like I said, we'll be back in 30 seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen. Let's get loose. This trick. Yeah. What up, y'all? Just came to your city to say what's up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Show me love. Hi. Uh, hop off the plane to a new show what up? And all the shorties, they be waiting on me Thugs packing they pistols <laughs> But ain't nobody aiming on me. Not me Got a pocket full of fresh dough no, baby. So you know I gotta bake it, homie bake it for me. And I'm thankful Get whatever you want 
Welcome back. This is Andale Banks, your host of Wish Upon a Star. And our very special guest today is Mrs. Bobby Johnson. She's a poet and a published author. I want to thank you for listening to Wish Upon a Star. We're broadcasting on www.bbsradio.com, Station 2. You can listen to all of our previous broadcasts in the archive link on the website. We welcome comments and suggestions. Please email us at musicradio34 at gmail.com. Again, we welcome comments and suggestions at musicradio34 at gmail.com. And also look for us on iTunes, Facebook, and in syndication. Okay, Bobby, welcome back. Thank you, Miss Bates. Okay, you speak of inspiration uh, well into how you got your starting uh, start in writing because it just flows to you. And I can understand that. I've got the same thing, pencils all over, you know, when I see something or want to write down something. With right. inspirational references being all around you, what type of literature do you prefer to read, let's say, in your leisure? For the most part, I, I like a variety of literature, uh, but my favorite book of all to read is the Bible. It, of course. You have to, mm-hmm. Excuse me for that, but yes, it is the Bible. Um, I like Christian literature, and I like a mystery story anytime, <laughs> adventure, suspense, all that. I like science fiction. I like... Oh, you have to excuse me. I like a passionate romance novel where I can curl up with some hot chocolate and sit by the fire. I really do. I love it. Romance movies. And such as on Danielle Steele, Once Upon a Lifetime. Oh, that brought tears to my eyes. It really did. And don't knock me for this, but I like Charles Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities. I really do. I like that. I read that book over and over. No, you haven't. You haven't read it more than I have. <laughs> so I, you're a fan of it, of too. My, <laughs> that's one of my favorites of the whole entire world. Mm. A Tale of Two Cities and Wuthering Heights. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. know that. that can't be, you. I'm older than you, so I know... <laughs> You we haven't that read it, <laughs> and even when the when the movie came out, when mm. first what it was the DVDs came out, the movie was eighty two dollars and fifty cents, and I bought it. Mm. <laughs> That's how much I tried to keep the sticker on the DVD so everybody I could tell everybody this movie when it first came out in blockbusters or whatever it was. It was eighty two dollars yeah. and fifty cents. I'll never forget oh, wow. it. <laughs> Taylor wow. Two Cities and mm-hmm. Wuthering Heights. And I could even quote you some, but we don't want to get too mushy here. So you know. I'm serious. <laughs> see, everybody will be having tissues and handkerchiefs. And, see. Boy, when he said, oh, I would mm-hmm. dare not touch a hair on mm-hmm. your head. I said, oh, mm-hmm. Lord, you, oh, Lord. So let me get back to what we were talking about. Okay. Um, oh, <laughs> But you're absolutely right. I love that. I like the Bible, too, because in art, most of the yeah. pictures that I go when I go to the museum, they are renditions of passages from the Bible, and the artists have okay. incorporated that into their paintings. They used to have a show on PBS where this nun, she would tell you the stories behind the art, which were all taken from the Bible. Of course, we know some about, uh, you know, the right. cross, taking the cross, because I painted that on somebody's wall of mm. God, Jesus taking the cross up to, you know, the mount. So right. I've even painted some things from, from the Bible. Um, so you're true. That's true. You can get poetry and you can get art from everything that's in the Bible. Yeah. Again, Bobby, if you had a favorite piece of your work, uh, could we hear it now or do you want to wait a little while or what? You can say it. It can be as long as it wants if you want it. <laughs> yeah, I have one. Um, 
It's called Ebony Girl with the Heavenly Father. And okay, let's, it goes, let me write that down. Ebony Girl. Ebony Girl with the Heavenly Father. I'm just an ebony girl from head to toe. With a heavenly father, you should get to know. I'm just an ebony girl that is seeking the key to my heavenly father's destiny. I'm just an ebony girl that is longing to know what will please my heavenly father so that I may grow. I'm just an ebony girl who likes to be looked beyond her race because my heavenly father is no respecter of any specific face. I'm just an ebony girl that loves God's creation because my Heavenly Father is the creator of every nation. And that's the end of that one. All right, you can do another one. Okay, this one is fight the devil. Fight the devil with all your might. Fight the devil and put him to flight. Don't you fret and don't you worry because God will be there in a hurry. The devil cannot hold anything over you that God can't bring you through. The devil might huff and puff and blow up steam, but God, that doesn't mean anything. Fight the devil with all your might. Defend yourself from left to right. Hold on fast and sturdy, because the old devil will tramp with all your hopes and dreams. But don't you worry about a thing. When the devil can't get his way, he will leave you, but he will come back another day. So fight the devil with a strong grip. Let him know that he has been whipped. That's the end of that one. Okay, that was fight the devil. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, we're going to take another question, then we're going to take another break. I need to get some water. As an author, what are some of your goals to continue your chosen passion? <clears throat> well, some of my goals are to inspire others to okay. get their stories out there. That's going to help someone else. I mean, because someone else's story may help someone else. And someone else's story can help reach someone else. But my goal right. is to help them get their story out there of how they've come through. And even when doctors give up on them and say, no, you're, you won't amount to too much of anything. You're going to be wheelchair-bound. You're going to be this or that. But God comes in and turns it right around. But my goal is to help them get their story out there, to get it told. Excellent. Now, how do you sometimes do that? I know you do it in church probably, but do you go to other churches or open mics or special occasions where the event calls for somebody to come up and give the spoken word? Not necessarily that way because I'm I'm, I'm, um, also active in the community. So when we're, like, doing feeding the homeless or uh, out in women's shelters, uh, ministering to them, you will hear them say their story about what they've been through, what they're going through, and then mm. I will ask them, I said, do you mind if I write your story, if I help you tell your story? And then I will go back to interview them and get their story out. That, that's how I've been doing it so far. And then some people have come up and because they've seen my card somewhere, and called me about their story. And right now I'm working on a story for um, this couple right now. Now, how do you go about that? You do the interview. Mm -hmm. Do you have a list of questions that you ask, or do you just let them talk? How do you work that? That sounds like a very good idea, because like I said, I know a lot of people, I work in daycare centers. And these people in those centers, you like you're doing, I know they have stories to tell. Are they mostly receptive when you do that, or how do you approach that? As I said, I would just ask them if it's okay with them to tell their story, to help them tell them. But if mm-hmm. they don't want to, then I don't press. I say, okay, well, thank you anyway. But And 
But for the most part, I've gotten a yes. I, I, I don't I don't remember a no so far. I've, I've gotten yes. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, I might yeah, do really. that because I, yeah. And like you said, some of the stories, I used to also work for the mayor's office. Mm-hmm. And um, for people who were coming back into the community and society who had been incarcerated right. or whatever, mm-hmm. those stories, I, I think they were a little too heavy for me. I don't think mm-hmm. I, I could handle some of it. You know, because mm-hmm. some of it was just a little too heartbreaking. But at the daycare center, for the people who are in their 90s and still mobile and everything, I, mm-hmm. I think yeah. they have great stories to tell. Yes. So looking ahead, Mrs. Johnson, are there any written words you are currently working on? The yes, there's always something in the making. <laughs> there's always great, something great. in the making. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. For right, as I said, right now I'm, I'm working on uh, this couple story. Um, fighting for my life. And that's the title. Fighting for my life. And uh, it's a it's about his experiences, but actually both of them. And I'm working on actually two, one, two, three other things at the same time. <laughs> like I said, I I have topics, and um, as the Lord lead me, then I go back to that one and write whatever He gives me for that story. So it's right. It's just a three a, a, a little yeah. writing novel or the poetry, writing for okay. my life. No, that's a book. It's a book. It's in a book story. form. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I am working on some poetry. I, um, getting ahead of myself, kind of. Um, that I'll be getting ready to release. That's coming up. Around oh, September. Great. I'll, yes, I'll okay. be doing a um, uh, book signing in September. Okay. Mm-hmm. This will be inspiration. Inspirations too, because <laughs> I've already had a another book published as Inspiration One. So this will be inspiration to a kickoff from that. Right. And okay, well, let, me, let us take a break, um, and then we'll be right back. Okay? We'll be back in 30 seconds. Hi, and welcome back to Wish Upon a Star. I'm Andel Banks, your host, and I want to say thank you so much for listening. We are broadcasting on www.bbsradio.com, Station 2. You can listen to our previous broadcast in the archive link on the website. We also welcome comments and suggestions. Email us at musicradio34 at gmail.com. Again, that is musicradio34 at gmail.com. And look for Wish Upon a Star on iTunes, Facebook, and in syndication. We welcome back our guest today, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bobby Johnson, who is a poet and a published author. Thank you. Bobby, you're quite welcome. We are so glad that you uh, are on the show and we're getting a lot of interesting information. Again, marketing and profit margins are important elements of aggression where we have a craft that we have to sell. Do you have events or new material on the board that will be coming out or any specific dates or websites or anything that the audience can View. Oh, yeah, sure. Like I said before, um, I have um, Inspiration 2 that's coming out. Um, I'm working on some. I've, I've completed the two children's books, <laughs> so they should oh, be coming okay. out. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. I've completed them, so they should be coming out um, as well 
too, but the one I'm having the book signing for is in September, and that's for um, inspiration, too. That's the book of poetry. Have you got a place and a, a direct date or not? I'm, I'm, I'm working on that now. It's tentatively set for September. Okay, well, if you call me back and you, when you get that, I will put it on the air on one of the commercials. Okay, I surely will. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, what I want you to do is now to go down the list. Let's say where you started. You started in the church. You said you got your inspiration from doing skits. Can you go down the list and tell our audience what types of advice you would give to them? That they are inspiring to become a writer or author. Uh, um, the advice that I would give to them is... And also include the publishing part, too. How do you publish? <laughs> so you can do all of that. Um, my, my advice that I would give to them is that if, if that's your heart's desire, your heart's dream then don't give up your dream. You continue to press forward towards that, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, because there be some open doors, some shut doors, but keep persevering. Don't give up on that dream, because there's an old saying that says, if you can think it, you can believe it. And if you right. can believe it, you can achieve it. So that's what you have to look at. If I can think it, if I can think about these things, I, I can believe it. And if I can believe this, then I can accomplish it. You can achieve it. You can get it done. Now, how you go about getting it done? Well, for one, I had to find a publisher that was, I wanted one close to me, not way off someplace else. Uh, and I, I had to ask, Lord, um, I need you to help me, show me where to go, who to talk to. And it was by by chance, it was a random meeting. I was at a, a, um, a book, um, not a book signing, it was a, a book review. Other people were reading their works, and I was there because I wanted to hear, you know, what they were talking mm -hmm. about, what they were saying. And um, lo and behold, this publisher... I didn't know I was sitting beside a publisher, and we just started talking. And then she gave me her information, and later I called, and we hooked up, and that's how my works came about. It, it was through her. She helped me get it done. And that's what I was asking for. Lord, you send me. I needed somebody I could literally put my hands on. And not send them a right. note way in the mail. That's what I wanted. Okay. So number two, uh, if you get a publisher, get someone that you can be communicate with. Right. Exactly. And I felt comfortable with her. And you felt comfortable. What about expense? Did, did that come into play as well? Of course it came oh, into play. Yeah. <laughs> How much research did you have to do? Because that can be also, I, I know people who have sent people money and they never got nothing published. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So how do you go about no. trying to, what you call out, pick out if, if that can be done to make sure you get those two things, somebody who is nearby and somebody who is reasonable? Who is reasonable. Just by asking or, or is there something else? Oh, because uh, before I, I met her, uh, the publisher that helped me in publishing, I was looking and researching, and everybody wanted money right up front. I didn't have money up front to give. I'm serious. I did not. Right, they wanted, right. what, three, four, five thousand dollars 5000 I'm saying, come on. Yeah. I'm, I'm just starting out here. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm just starting out here. Um, but. That is not how um, publishing did with me. Now, now, granted, she I gave her a little down payment, and I mean little, little mm -hmm. down payment. And then she just let me pay in installments. How many people are going to let you do that? Not too many. Not right. too many. And until it was done. 
And before I would start another book, the other, you know, that new payment had to be completed, and it was done. It was done. That's how I did it, because I had to pray, God, you told me to do this. Now you got to make a way for me. I'm, I'm stepping out here in faith, and I'm believing you to do it, and you just opened the door wide open for me. That, that, I'm serious. That's, that's, that's all I can say well, about that. He opened right. the door. Some people may say that's luck. I'd say it's what you did. It's hard work, research and hard work. Yeah, I still had. No, that wasn't luck because I got what I asked for. Somebody close by, someone reasonable, someone that's I got what I asked for. That wasn't luck. Because these other people were saying, or oh, two, three, four, five thousand dollars. Uh, I didn't have it. I was trying to negotiate to see, well, can, if I do this much, then, or can you, you know, start or do something? No, they had to have it all up front. And I'm still, no, that that, that shouldn't even be so. Yeah. But I thank God for what He did. This was not luck, everybody. This was the will of God because he told me to do this. Otherwise, I would not have done that book. I didn't care what my sister was saying because there was a point I said, Mm-mm, I'm not writing this stuff. And she would call me every day. Miss Banks, I'm serious. She would call me mm-hmm. every day. Said, Did you write something? <laughs> oh, I'm going to get to it. Get to write. <laughs> That's my big sister. <laughs> right. You you mm-hmm. have told, that is a great thing, and I hope, Everybody writes that damn because everybody tell me I should write a book, but you know, illustration is my thing. So the unique thing of all the authors I've spoken to is you as well. They always say when you want to write something and you make sure that you want it to sell and market it, there's certain things you must look at. Just what you're saying that you got your inspiration. Where do you get inspiration from? It has to be unique. They say. So I got seven little ideas where they said. It must be unique if you're going to write something. It has to be different. Yeah. Where do you go to even create? Like you said, you you probably go somewhere and, and meditate after you read some of your literature. Then you'll be ready to write your own words. So you need a quiet place. Some people like music. Like me, for my art, I like to listen to symphonic music when I'm mm-hmm. actually painting. Good lighting. Now, do you have a place where you write and there's good lighting? That was one of the authors and the poets told me, that you have to have a good lighting when you're writing. You have to believe that you're going to do this, just like you were saying, and be committed to doing it. There could be no procrastination. Procrastination breaks up the main thought. Like you said, in every room you have a pencil. If you don't write that, then say, oh, I'll do it later. What happens? You forget. You forget it. Mm-hmm. So, and you must put yourself around like people. If like people got the same thoughts they said that you have, it's also inspirational. Mm-hmm. Also reference, Bobby, in your bio, how has your faith, I'm sorry, faith influenced your writing along the way? Um, as far as my faith, my faith, I would say my faith had a lot to do with how I write and what I write. Um, for the most part, it's, it's based on, actually based on having faith and believing in God um, to take him at his word. And in those difficult trying times that situations yeah. arise that may inspire me, like I said about the young man that had the car wrapped around the tree, well, he walked away with just scratches. That inspired me to write a play about that situation. And what inspires me in in writing stories, the life stories, is is the person, the 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 feelings that they feel, feeling their feeling about what yeah. they're going through, but not letting it beat them down. Um, there's a um, there's a, a woman that I'm interviewing about, and the title is. Um, wheelchair bound but they don't want mm-hmm. to be called handicapped and those people inspire me because I look at some of them and some of them that are in the groups and meetings that I go to in the community 
oh, they would put some of us who can walk to shame. I said, oh, my God, if they can get out here and do this, I can beat the brush, too. (laughs) I'm serious, to reach other people. Come on, we have to do more. We have to do more. Mm, Just when I see them, it inspires me. Got to keep moving. Got oh, wait, like I say, I'm at, I'm at the adult daycare centers, and some of those people, I mean, they have the spirit, mm. the spirit and the word, you know, because they've been through many things. Now, in that vein, do you think everyone can write if they just put their mind to it? Well, I don't want to discourage anyone, <laughs> but you, as you were saying before, Nadine, there's what what makes the difference between good writing and bad writing? Uh, yes, I believe that everyone has a story to tell, whether they write it or someone else writes it. They have a story to tell. Exactly. Mm. Okay, can you give us another reading, maybe out of the book or out of the poetry or the book? Okay. Hold on, I'm trying to turn to the page and I got the phone in the crook of my neck. Oh, yeah. That's why I called you this. Because I love to listen to people speak, you know, and read poetry. I just love it, you know. (laughs) I'm trying to find something that's not too long. Well, we've got 15 minutes, so. <laughs> because they had a little problem with the um, technology, so. We still got some time. Oh, okay, okay. All right, this is one question. My problem. Say, say again? My problem. Okay. Is my phone up high enough? Okay, now I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> but I had a problem that fine. left me... Mm-hmm. Right, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I had a problem that left me crippled, burdened, and down inside. My mind became began to, excuse me, began to wonder, to you I had to run and hide. I had a problem, and I didn't know what to do. I bowed on my knees and wondered how to give it to you. I took it upon myself to take and make things better. It only turned out worse, and I became a debtor. My problem didn't just disappear or fall right into place, nor fly into the cosmos floating out into space. I'm the only one who's left here with egg upon my face. Here I am all alone and don't know what to do. Then I remembered an old friend who told me about you. I took my problem to him, deciding I could either sink or swim, and placed my burdens in his mighty hands, asking, Lord, please lift my heavy band. As time passed and my problem still exists, it made me look and wonder, Lord, what have I missed? I turned aside and asked him, Why are you moving so slow? In a still, small voice, he said, I'm giving you room to grow. My Mm. child, I created you. I know what you are going through. You can trust me, for I know just what to do. I love you no matter the problem. I can always solve them. That's the end of that. Oh, that sounds really nice. I really like that. <laughs> Another thing, too, Bobby, I in your bio, we just read it, but maybe you can get, elaborate on that. That was very, your military service I'm speaking about. Mm, okay. And that service to our country, of course, is commendable and appreciated by me. And even though I had a lot of members in my family in the service, too, we really appreciate what y'all did. When you were in the service, and like you said, you learned a little bit of German, did you think about writing anything relative to that experience? Um, let's see. While I was in the service, I was, uh, what did I do? I did I did just a little poetry. 
was just like, um, you know, but I didn't give any thought to it. It was just something I scribbled on paper because it came into my head, so I wrote it down. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then, you know, I discarded them. I really didn't keep them. I wish I had. <laughs> um, right. But I discarded them. You know, I would just leave them, leave them around, laying around. So somebody picked them up, that was fine, no problem. Because I, I really didn't think about it at the time that, you know, I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to do poetry or anything at that time. I was just doing it because it came into my head. And it was just like, a, you know, a thing of pleasure. Uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Let's that say, was, was, number one, that you had the opportunity, at somebody else's cost, of course, to go anywhere in the world where you could possibly sit and write either poetry or write something uh, relative to a book. Where would that be? Um, oh, God. you And the, I have these three Ooh. questions that I ask all of the guests, and that's one of them. I need a, I have a couple of places. <laughs> Well, you can say as many as you want. We're going to pay for it in your dreams. <laughs> yeah, in my dreams. Oh, that would be a good topic in my dreams. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write that. I'm going to let you know when it comes up. Okay. Please do. And then um, I'll make a painting of it. How about We should collaborate. All right now. With illustration <laughs> and poetry in mm-hmm. the Good. Yeah. We talk about it after we get off the air. Yeah. So there you go. Places that you would like to go, if you you know all expenses paid. Um, right. I would like to go to Hawaii. Okay. To write. That would be one place. Okay, I would like to go to Hawaii. Another is the Bahamas. Crystal blue water. Wow. I love it. We're not talking about vacation and, and, and you know. <laughs> yeah, and, I know, but uh, right. We're talking about right, okay? <laughs> it's serenity, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, I'm still saying that. Serenity. Serenity. Okay, okay. Mm. Bahamas, Hawaii, Bahamas, <laughs> all beautiful, <laughs> right. <laughs> and that is just up into the mountain to be secluded. Right, me too. I love the mountains. I went on mountains on vacation. <laughs> I love the mountains. Okay, the next mm-hmm. question was, if you could meet any poet or author, I'm not I'm not saying he has to be alive, you know, you just, mm-hmm. in your mind, say, I want to meet them maybe in another realm. Who would they be? Come on, you know I'm going right back to Kenneth Hagen. <laughs> Okay, but you oh, said you've already met the son, right? Yeah, I've, I've I've met him. Yes, I have. Um, let me see. I, I I think I would like to meet Shakespeare. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Me too. I have all of his works. <laughs> and Shakespeare. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the third question I've asked and you don't have to ask it if you don't want to, if you had your life to do over again, let's say you're 150, and if you had your life to do over again, what are some of the things that you think you might change? Um, things that I might change. Ooh, I think if I changed anything, I wouldn't be the person that I am. Cause my well, that should be your answer. That's, that's why I asked the question. <laughs> My experience has made me who I am. <laughs> so if something was altered, I don't know who I would be, but no, I, I think I would just go ahead and go through what I had to go through and be who I am. Well, I let you know, 85% of the people said the same thing. Ah. <laughs> it wouldn't change anything. So it wasn't a wrong or right answer. You just had to see mm-hmm. what was on your mind. 85% of the people I've asked, they said they wouldn't change anything, basically because of what you're saying, that your experiences would be totally right. different, you know, right. if you were to do that. Is there any other info input that you can give us where someone can get in contact with you for more information or get your books? Or you can say and say it a couple of times at this, book, at this particular time. 
So now, Bobby, how can someone get in touch with you for more information or for any type of your work? Okay, you can visit me on the website, The Faith Walk, T-H-E-F-A-I-T-H-W-A-L-K, thefaithwalk.yolasite, Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E, dot com, The Faith Walk. Okay. go ahead. Mm-hmm. The Faith Walk, dot, what was that behind mm-hmm. it? Dot Yola site, Y O L A S I T E dot com. Y O L A S I T E Yola site dot com. Okay, good. Anything else? Or I'm up on the website for Amazon dot com, the works on the books that I've done. Or you can call me at 443. 301-7928. And if you don't get me, leave a message. I will get back to you. <laughs> okay, let's repeat all of that again, where they can get in contact with you and where they can get some of your works. Okay, you can visit me on the website, thefaithwalk.yolasite.com, or go on Amazon.com, all the works are there, um, or call me, 443 301 7928. Oh, excellent. Uh, you did write uh, a couple of books from Trial to Fiction. Now, in them, since we've got a little a couple of minutes, what is that in reference to? What is the actual theme of that particular book? From Trial to Affliction. Right, from Trial to Affliction. Actually, that is my life story. Oh, okay. you wouldn't believe it. I'm serious. You say, wow, oh, my gosh. Mm. But God told me to write it. Actually, he sent um, a man and a woman at two different times in my life and said, have you finished that book? And I'm saying to myself, what are you talking about? I knew what he was talking about. See, it was in the making already when my sister was doing me. Then I said, no, right. I stopped. And he said, God said, finish that book and tell your story, tell your addiction. I knew what he meant when he said, tell your addiction. See, some people are addicted to one thing or another. Mine was something else, and I had to admit it. To get free, but oh. you got to buy the book to, uh, to get it. <laughs> See, that's why I'm not saying it. Is that on that. Amazon or not? It's on Amazon. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, from trial. Are you saying affliction or addiction? From trial, T-R-I-A-L, to affliction. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Excellent. And the next one you uh, emphasize is inspirational guidance one and two. Now, what's that about? Mm-hmm. Those are two poetry books. Um, okay. Um, I put them out because I had a sister that passed away, and, and there are some poems that are in this book that she penned with her own hand before she passed oh. away. So mm-hmm. some of those are in there as well. Mm-hmm. Inspirational Guidance 1 and 2. And you co-authored Born to Die. What was yes, that in absolutely. reference to? That book is in reference to um, Jesus okay. having an assignment that he completed Mm. With no wavering, that he, it, the, there's a different type of death. There's a spiritual death, there's a physical death. Mm-hmm. So it references all of them. And it brings back to us, though, people that are called into the ministry to take a stand and look at themselves as to where are you? Where, some are called, some are chosen, some are sent, and some just went. The ones that are chosen are going to be the ones that's going to stand through the storm. I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes, but you know. Um, and you're like, they're like firemen. Firemen run into a burning building regardless mm. of the harm to their life or danger. But those uh, ministers that are committed to the cause, to the gospel, to the ministry, they've run into the burning building, which is the world, to save people from hell's fire. 
Right. My grandson is a fireman, a Baltimore County fireman. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My hat off to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a wonderful person. The reason why I asked you to explain behind the titles mm-hmm. because, like we all said, we said several times that you got to tell your story. So mm-hmm. don't think that this is your story alone. I mean, we got billions of people in this world. <laughs> All right, all right. And yeah. I have found, I'm sure you have found and met people in your circle like I had. Then when you say something, they say, oh, yeah, that's the same thing happened to me. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> so a lot of people will can read these because I'm sure they can identify with it. So that's why yeah. I ask you to do that because they some people won't take the time to read and it will be a soothing thing to them. I just lost my son. So when you mentioned to that, that one about poetry, which is inspirational. I'm going to definitely look that up. I, I lost my son one week before Mother's Day last year and okay. still trying to get through that, you know. Mm. So so I will need to, to, of course, I've got God. God is always on my side. But oh, still oh, you yeah. need something else to, to, to get through it, you know, to get through right. it. Right, yes, something. absolutely. You, you, you just... And if I hear somebody else speak of something that they have experienced, well, I knew I'm not the only one, but I was wondering, what do they do with the pain? So yes. in that poetry, it's called Inspirational. Which one was that? That was the um, mm-hmm. Inspirational, inspirational Goddess spiritual 1 and inspirations 2. Inspirational and Spiritual Goddess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to have to get that and read that because of uh, um, the pain. I just don't know where to put the pain. It's still there. Okay. Bobby, it's been absolutely marvelous. Absolutely great. I hope you've enjoyed it. We certainly do. Thank you for your support. We're going to let you go now. And so what we're going to say, thank you to Ms. Bobby, Mrs. Bobby Johnson, poet and published author, and we will speak again. Thank you so much for being on the show. We're going to take a break, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll come back to sign off. Bye-bye, Bobby. All right. Bye-bye. Hey. Let's get loose. This yeah. yeah. What up, y'all? I just came yeah. to your city to say what's up. What up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Show me love. Show me love. Hey. Uh. Hop off the plane to a new show. What up? And all the shorties, they be waiting on me. Thugs packing they pistols. But ain't nobody. Hi, and welcome back. This is Andel Banks a host of Wish Upon a Star. I hope you enjoyed the show. It was really exciting. I had great fun with the published author and the poet, Bobby Johnson. Before we go, I'd like to just read one thing. During this turbulent time in our country, there's a lot of things going on in hatred that we read in the news, but the only thing that's going to calm this down, it won't be no referendums. It won't be no political things that they come out with for laws or whatever. All it takes is love. When the prophet came into this town, Almitra said, speak to us of love. And the poor, he raised his head and looked upon the people. And there fell a stillness upon them. And with a great voice, he said, When love beckons to you, follow him. Those his ways are hard and steep. And when his wings unfold, you yield to him. Though the sword hidden among his pinions may wound you, and when he speaks to you, Believe in him. Though his voice may shatter your dreams as the north wind lays waste the garden. For even as love crowns you, so shall he crucify you. Even as he is for your growth, so is he for your pruning. Even as he ascends to your height and caresses your tender nets, branches that quiver in the sun. So shall he descend to your roots and shake them in their clinging to the earth. 
Like sheaves of corn, he gathers you unto himself. He threshes you to make you naked. He sifts you to free you from your husk. He grinds you to whiteness. He needs you until you are pliant. And then he assigns you to his sacred fire that you may become sacred bread for God's sacred feast. All these things shall love do unto you that you may know the secrets of your heart and in that knowledge become a fragment of life's heart. But if in your fear you would seek only love's peace and love's pleasure, then it is better for you that you covered your nakedness and pass out of love's threshing floor into the seasonless world where you shall laugh, but not all of your laughter and weep, but not all of your tears. Love gives naught but itself and takes naught but from itself. Love possesses not, nor would it be possessed, for love is sufficient unto love. When you love, you should not say, God is in my heart, but rather, I am in the heart of God. And think not you can direct the course of love, for love, if it finds you worthy, directs your course. Love has no other desire but to fulfill itself. But if you love and must needs have desires, let these be your desires. To melt and be like a running brook that sings its melody to the night. To know the pain of too much tenderness. To be wounded by your own understanding of love. And to bleed willingly and joyfully. To wake at dawn with a winged heart and give thanks for another day of loving. To rest at the noon hour and meditate love's ecstasy. To return home at eventide with gratitude. And then to sleep with a prayer for the beloved in your heart. And a song of praise upon your lips. Let's show more love. Thank you. And have a great evening. This is Andel Banks, your host. And Denise. Thanks, your coordinator, saying, keep reaching for the stars.